All right, it's news to us here live on Adobe Radio. What's going on, everybody? Um, Hi. Hello, Jason, Katie are here. Hi. Hey. Hi, guys. Sorry. How's it going? Um, yeah, you can uh, follow the show on Twitter if you want to do that. It's news to us. A lot to talk about this week. We're going to have a guest coming on. Tom Nelson is running for Senate in the 2022 election to represent Wisconsin, and he's going to join us on Zoom. Ooh. Excellent. Yeah, uh, cool. looking forward to that chat with Tom Nelson here in just a minute. Uh, but first, the uh, Brennan Center for Justice, they found more than 100 bills in 28 states that are all about restricting voting access. So we're going to look at that and uh, talk about three of those states. Three, how many? Three. Three. Three, th- three of those Ooh, states. I thought we were doing two. Uh, we're going to talk about Georgia, Florida, and Texas. Ooh, Texas. Mm. Yeah. Um, Wild so we'll, card. Be, we'll be doing that. And, um, yeah. So that's what, that's what the agenda is this week. Should we hit the button here? I, oh, by the way, Chris might be joining us, uh, at, at live at some point. We don't know for sure. So whatever, he, if he, if he pops in, we'll put him on the air. If, uh, if not, that's fine too, but it's news to us. It's news to us. Adobe Radio. Yes, um, here we are. Um, we're also live streaming video again. We're back to doing that. So hopefully this doesn't crap out on us. If you want to watch along, you can on our YouTube, on our Twitch. We're also on our Facebook page live right now. It's news to us. Uh, how are you guys doing? Katie and Jason, let's check in with you guys real quick before we get to what's going on on our social media. Because we have a lot on our social media. Oof. <laughs> Oof. We're we're doing excellent. Yes, we are. You guys actually just got your, your first COVID shot. We did. Thanks to you. How did that go? I how did that go? Yes. I I, I met, you guys cut in front of like five elderly people, but you're a part of the oh, media. F- you're part oh. of the media. <laughs> I did feel guilty about that, Jeez. you jerk. No, it's okay. You you're that? you're part of the media. You're very important. Is that our, was that how we got in? <laughs> yeah, you're part of the media, so you know. No, oh. actually, you really didn't cut in front of anybody. You're totally fine. But congratulations, because people our age are starting to get the shot here. I don't know if you guys have heard this from people our age, but uh, a lot are. Because I guess it's yeah. Hard. We yeah. saw a lot. Like when we were there, we saw a lot of people our age. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting. A lot of twenty three year olds so. are somehow getting this, and uh, you know. I so I it was a weight lifted like I have to say like getting the shot like you felt like a sense of like anxiety lifted from you from the past year it was uh it was actually really cool yeah sense of relief and Katie here cried Katie had tears of joy I I did I shed a few tears of joy yeah oh it was a big moment well that's that's so cool I'm glad and you I guys encourage everyone, if you get an opportunity to get vaccinated, please do so. Which what shot did you guys get? Pfizer? Pfizer. Any side yeah. effect? Sore arm? I didn't, I didn't feel great Saturday night. Yeah. Like just a little like uh, icky? Tired. Yeah, a li- little feel, icky, not too icky. bad. My arm was sore icky. until today. Okay. okay. Well, sore. Okay. Yeah, it's really not that bad. Uh, well, I'm, yeah. I'm really glad that you guys got it. It was like a flu shot. For, yeah, uh, me. All right, let's go to our social media and find out what's happening there. It's news to us. Adobe Radio. Follow it's news to us on Twitter. A lot's happening on social media. Um, a poll went up asking, "What do you think of President Biden's performance so far?" We had uh, twenty-one thousand votes on this. <laughs> and well, oh, sorry, it says twenty-one votes. Uh, the the responses or options were meh, average Joe, pretty good or excellent. Sixty-one percent said excellent, and then twenty uh, percent said pretty good. Nine percent average, nine percent meh. So you know, just I just want to prove that I think like doing polls like that proved to our uh, audience that we have people from all, you know, sides of the coin listening to this show. You know? We're we're not agree. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's why I brought that one up. 
Um, also on our uh, Twitter, it's news to us. Follow us on there. Oh, uh, uh, Ted Cruz. Uh, there's a, a new photo that came out of Ted Cruz um, just yesterday, and he's like, he's he's just standing there staring at something. He looks like he's had like a blank stare on his face. I wish I could show this photo of him right now. Maybe I'll figure out that in a second. But uh, he's just like he has a, he has a stain on his shirt in this photo. Um, Filthy asshole. Hey, I have stains <laughs> on my shirt. Uh, he's so gross. Uh, well, so we asked people to caption the the photo is the thing. And um, here, here we go. I think I, I can bring it up. <clears throat> but yeah, like caption caption the photo on uh, there. There he is. I think people can see that on our live stream. So there's this uh, there's this stain on his T-shirt. Uh, and we said, what do you think the stain is on Ted Cruz t-shirt? What do you guys think that is? I think that's what his shirt <laughs> looks like after he's been on Twitter for an hour. <laughs> Spooge. Uh, some of the responses were, uh, let's look at our, our Twitter here. Oh. Um, somebody said, what a burger secret sauce. Somebody said, urinal splashback. Lindsey Graham. <laughs> Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham is on his t-shirt. <laughs> That's gross. That's so gross. Um, but yeah, he's just he's just a, an interesting guy, right? Yeah, something like that. He was wishing he was in Cancun in this photo. That's why he has that blank look on his face. <laughs> I should be in Cancun with my ugly oh. wife, but I'm not. I'm, I'm in the wrong part of Mexico right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then finally on our social media, follow us. It's news to us on Twitter. If you, if you want to keep up throughout the week, um, we put out, Oh wait, here, hang on. It's going to bring up our show prep on the live stream. We get to see behind the scenes, but, um, <laughs> there was this, uh, tweet that went out that said, uh, once we have a surplus of the vaccine, do you think airlines should require passengers to vaccinate or to have vaccination to travel? um, and a lot of people were like, yeah, this is a really good idea. This should happen. I think so. Yeah. Almost like a passport. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it should be required to, like, get into concerts and, you know, go to amusement parks. And then that way, those of us who were responsible can carry our life on like normal. Yeah. And if you want to be a shitty it, then... You know, I was thinking about this. Like, how hard is it to print off a piece of paper that looks like one of these cards? I mean, pretty easy. I mean, I'm sure you can counterfeit this pretty easy. It's so easy. Well, they'd have to make... It's stupid easy. Yeah, they'd have to make a more valid um, type of passport. Well, pretty much document. everybody agreed that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have um, to have a document. And uh, I guess some like cruise lines and major sporting events are already requiring proof of vaccination. So if you get your vaccine, save that card, take a photo of it. Did you guys do that? Make sure you back it up. Uh, yep. And when we get the second one, we'll laminate it. Yeah. Uh, Rutgers University is requiring students to be vaccinated to do in-person classes next fall. Oh, really? Wow. I think you're going to see a lot of colleges going that route. Probably for the best. Yeah, probably. And most, most public schools, you know? Yeah. Um, well, voter registration, or voter, uh, shall I say, suppression, and the suppression of registration and other uh, things around voting is, is like going into high gear right now. Florida, Georgia, and as we said at the start of the show, 28 states, 100 bills are being proposed right now to uh, limit voting across the United States, and that is part of the Dirty Deets. The Dirty Deets. An in-depth look at this week's most important stories. Let's start out with... Okay, let's start out with um, Georgia. Georgia. What's happening in Georgia, Katie? Because we'll go to Georgia, Florida, and then um, Texas. Well, in Georgia, on Thursday, the Georgia State Legislature passed the Election Integrity Act of 2021, they call it. Um, it's basically a bunch of voter suppression crap. Um, the key elements of the legislation um, are that they ensure new ID requirements for requesting mail-in ballots, replacing the current system with... Some 
which simply requires a signature. Um, it bans the practice of giving food and water to voters in line at polling stations. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. It, Come on. It's super crazy because Georgia is also known for having incredibly long lines to vote. Yeah. They reduced the amount of polling places. Yeah. And they've also <laughs> reduced the amount of polling places. With, yeah. On top of their already incredibly long lines. So people are protesting this, and there was one um, state well, lawmaker that was actually arrested. Did you guys see Well, you know, what, you know what's crazy about this is the state, the House, uh, the state House in Georgia passed it Thursday morning, went to the Senate, they passed it, and then went to the governor to sign, and he signed it, televised, closed door, Thursday evening, so it went through yeah. all three chambers, and that's what we in have one a, day. We have a video well, of that protest right here. Um, go ahead, Katie. Then I'll play the video. I mean, the, it, the bill gets even worse than that because it gives the state legislature more power to take control of voting operations. They say if problems are reported, but basically, just like how Donald Trump called everybody in Georgia trying to get the election overturned this year. The only mechanisms that were in place to stop it were that the Secretary of State and other people in government were able to say, I legally can't do that. Well, they just removed all those roadblocks. So the next time somebody like Donald Trump says, I want the election overturned, the Georgia state legislature is in a position to do that. They can do it now on their own fruition. And they can also do it at a county level throughout Georgia. So if a Democrat wins anywhere in Georgia and they don't like the outcome of that election, they can go in and overturn that election. And here is uh, Georgia State Representative Park Cannon, a Democrat. She was protesting that, uh, that closed door signing that you guys just mentioned. And she was actually arrested and is now facing two felony charges. Here's that video. The governor is signing a bill that affects all Georgians. Why is he doing it in private? And why is he trying to keep elected officials who are representing us out exactly. of the process? Exactly. Are you serious? No, you oh, are not. Represent no. She's not under arrest. What is for what? Arrest? Under arrest for what? For trying to see something that our governor is doing? Our governor is signing a bill that affects all Georgians. And you're going to arrest... An elected representative. Why are you arresting her? Tell us now. Why are you arresting her? Cited. Give me a reason why you are arresting her. Give me a reason. Of course, they wouldn't give a reason. And uh, now she's facing two felony charges for protesting that really messed up stuff that's happening right now. That's crazy. And like she wasn't even protesting it. She was just asking to get in to watch. Well, I guess, yeah. I mean, so what are the felony charges? I want to know. Like what 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 exactly did she what law did she break? She's an elected representative that was I mean, she has every right to be there, right? What was the big deal? She's uh accused of being democratic. <laughs> right. <laughs> Democrat in Georgia. I have no idea actually. Anything else with Georgia? Because Georgia is like, I mean, so there's, uh, what what else is happening, Katie? Because there's so much happening in Georgia. Uh, well, they're also shortening the early voting period for all runoff elections. Because they just lost two seats in the Senate through runoff. Yeah. And they're limiting the number of drop boxes in which people can place their absentee ballots. Um, so they'll basically have to travel further or wait in line to drop them off. The big thing with this, though, is they're they're saying it's like election integrity, even though the Georgia election for 2020 was recounted like three different times and there was no voter fraud found. Like the results were confirmed three different times. Yes. Like right. hand counted, too. So what integrity are they talking about? Yeah, and well, another huge argument they have for this is that they're streamlining voting and counting procedures to ensure the electorate election integrity. 
<clears throat> and people are uh, upset about this, obviously. And uh, so a lot of businesses are based out of Georgia, including Coca-Cola and um, also there's Delta. A lot of Delta Airlines. Yes. Home Depot. Yep. And uh, the film industry shoots a lot of TV shows in Georgia as well. So there's calls for boycotts and, and all these uh, companies to get out of Georgia. Uh, Major League Baseball is uh, the, the players union wants to move the all-star game out of Georgia now. Good. I hope they do. Um, so, you know, why, why, why should, why should anybody, why should, why should the, the nation as a whole support Georgia's economy when they're up to this kind of anti democracy bullshit? I agree, but it's not just, it's not just Georgia. So meanwhile in Florida, uh, what is happening in Florida, Katie? Well, on the same exact day that the insurrectionists were storming our country's capital, Trump ally DeSantis was promoting another terrible bill called HB1, well, two of them, HB1 and SB484. So these are proposals that are meant to repress Black Lives Matter and other social justice protests throughout the state. This is like some people are saying it's a precursor to some um, some 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 laws that people are really going to hate because if you make it hard to protest, then um, you know that means they're about to do something really effed up. Isn't protest a form of speech? Yeah, yeah, it's protected by the. Isn't first that Amendment. in the Constitution? Yeah, it is. But do you think mm. do you think these guys mm. care about that? Um, mm. So HB one would send people to prison for up to fifteen years for pulling down a Confederate flag. Yeah. Oh, Florida, what's going dude? on here? Florida, what's going oh. on with you? Um, and also, again, there is this thing with, uh, you know, you can't actually, you can't give people waiting in line to vote water. That's also part of it, too. Just like, just like Georgia. You can't, you can't give people water. But here's actually a video clip. Um, this is uh, bill sponsor, Governor, uh, or what's his name? The bill sponsor, Governor Gone Wild. That can't be his real Twitter handle, is it? No. <laughs> no, it really is. But it should be. Blasi no, Ingoglia. Uh, his real Twitter handle is Governor Gone Wild. Okay. He's from Florida. <laughs> uh, he sponsored the bill. And here, here he is trying to explain the reasoning behind not giving people waiting in line to vote water. Up a couple of things about water and line. Um, I do think that giving and, and soliciting voters in line is a problem um, in certain areas. And when you give something of value to a voter, especially if you're a candidate and you're uh, handing out something of value to somebody in line, I think those people are more apt to think about voting for you because. Oh, you, you gave me an Aquafina, so now I'm going to vote for you. Yeah, you gave me an 82 cent water. I don't care what you think about policies. I got free water. I mean, this is how these politicians think because they're so easily bought. Like, I'm sure he was probably bought by the Republican Party with a, a, a six pack of Coke Zero. You know, fucking Coca Cola strikes us again. Uh, it's just so ridiculous. Okay, so that's what's happening. So this is happening all over the country. Um, and uh, meanwhile, in Texas, so I mean, Trump won Texas by fewer than six percentage points, and that is the thinnest margin of victory. For any GOP nominee in America's, uh, you know, biggest red state over there, Texas. So now they're going to try to uh, make it harder for people to vote because it was a really thin margin. So they're scared. Yeah. So same thing is happening in Texas as well. I mean, like, this is all just so anti-democracy. All of it. All of it is. It's like, I can't win. So I'm going to make it so you can't vote. Um. So one thing, so the absentee ballot thing in uh, <clears throat> in Texas has always been a big point of contention. In fact, they didn't have a lot of that option even during the pandemic. And now they're going to try to make it even harder to have an absentee ballot in uh, Texas. You'll have to have a doctor's note certifying that you're able to have an absentee ballot. A doctor's note. <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm sure there's like a, a lot of liberal doctors in Austin that'll just write that for you along with your marijuana prescription. So... I was going to say they should start handing them out like they do medical <laughs> ID cards in Colorado. I mean, the, the way they handle winter storms yeah. and elections, I mean, it's about goes hand in hand. Like, you can't be surprised, right? Like, yeah, I know. 
Unbelievable. Jesus Christ. So we are our democracy is under attack like everywhere. And it's again, just, again, again, it's no surprise, though. And it's between these election years that they try to get all this stuff going when not a lot of people are paying attention. So uh, we thought it was important to bring all this stuff up this week. But how can you uh, how, what can you do about it? I, I think, you know, it's important to look at these companies that are based in Georgia and consider maybe uh, boycotting or at least um, contacting some of these companies and telling them that that they that you disapprove of what they're doing. Um, Coke, for example, if you just Google Coca-Cola Company slash contact us, they have a contact form. Um, you can tell them uh, that they better get their shit together, or you are going to stop buying Coke products. Real well, I mean, you just be- bought Coke products. Wow, only takes. <clears throat> A minute of your time, really? Yeah. I was just thinking if I use any of these products, and I don't think I do, but we have Coke in our well, Coke energy drinks think, in our I, fridge I right you now. Gotta, you got to give them a chance, Thanks. though. You got to give them a chance. Give them a chance first. Say, hey, if you, if you don't, if you don't get your shit together, then I'll. Stop. We're not doing it anymore. But if they then, but you know what? You bought it. It's fine. Maybe tell them that I just bought. Yeah, I we'll tweet buy it. it again. We're gonna tweet it and yeah. say, look, I I supported you. You do your part now or this never again. Yeah. We're breaking up. Um, also, stop watching The Walking Dead because they shoot that there. But people stop watching Don't worry. six years ago. Done that. Um, <laughs> done. <laughs> done. That show Katie, love that. You, you're done with it? Yeah, I quit yeah. watching uh, after like so many seasons. There's so many movies and shows that are filmed yeah. in Georgia, though. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a yeah, exactly. Hard, yeah, exactly. And liberal Hollywood is probably not going to stand for this. Those liberals over there in Hollywood. Uh, damn them. Those damn Broken. liberals. Those damn woke liberals. So uh, that's what you can do about that. And people online are talking about organizing and stuff. There's hashtags. There's all that. Um, but this is going to be an ongoing fight, of course. Uh, what needs to happen on a national level is voter reform. We talked about that. Was it last week or so? Like uh, what Democrats need to try to push through. So go back to our, our episode. Uh, yeah, you gotta get rid of the filibuster. There's a lot of work to be done. Gotta get rid of the filibuster, then voter reform. So, uh, yeah. and, and a lot of these these uh, voting laws are are blatantly racist too. We didn't we didn't mention that because that's really important to mention mention because um, they they're they're all targeted at um, you know communities of color. A lot of them are so it's just really messed up. Every, everybody needs to have the right to vote. Um, Al Gore. Just do it like Colorado. Yeah, Colorado's pretty good. Let um, everyone fucking vote by mail. Yeah, if only Republicans cared about voting as much as they care about their guns. Like it's easier <laughs> to vote. My free or easier to get guns than to vote in Georgia, Florida, and Texas now. Right. I know. Right. Um, well, coming up, we're going to talk to our guest, and uh, excited about this: the 2022 election. It's it's already heating up. <laughs> I guess it is right because like it's going to really start getting crazy here by the end of the year. So we're a little bit ahead of the game. Um, Tom Nelson is running for Senate in Wisconsin, and he's going to be joining us next right here live on It's News to Us. Hi, I'm Tom Nelson, Idagami County Executive and candidate for U.S. Senate. Nineteen years ago this month, my mom passed away from breast cancer. She fought valiantly for eleven years. She was strong. But she was also fortunate she had health insurance. Not all of us can say that. In fact, 30 million Americans are without insurance and many more are underinsured. So we'll talk to uh, Tom Nelson about that. He's very passionate about that topic, obviously, for a very good reason. And uh, he's also really passionate about union. He actually wrote a book on um, unionizing. And there's a big story right now with Amazon with people trying to unionize there. So we'll get his opinion on that and more. I think it should be an interesting conversation. Um, you guys ready to talk to him? Should we get him on the line? Yeah, I guess we should. It's about that time. We're right back though. Uh, don't go anywhere. It's news to us. We are live on Adobe radio. Uh, we're also live streaming video too. If you want to watch that, that's available at our YouTube channel. Also, um, our Twitch and Facebook. I guess probably the easiest way if you're listening and you want to watch is to go to facebook.com slash it's news to us uh, for right now. We'll figure that out so it's all in one place eventually. But we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. It's news to us. 
It's news to us. Adobe Radio. Okay, it's news to us. We're live on Adobe Radio. We're back here with our guest. Very excited to talk to uh, Mr. Tom Nelson. He's a Democrat running for, uh, well, he, for Congress, for Senate in the 2022 election coming up here quicker than we know. And uh, to represent Wisconsin, uh, he was a Bernie Sanders delegate at the 2020 DNC. He ran for lieutenant governor in uh, 2010. And he's the author of a book, too, called One Day Stronger, How One Union local saved a mill and changed an industry. There's a lot to talk about there with Amazon and stuff. So we can get to that too. And also, um, uh, Mr. Nelson just announced that he is beating Ron Johnson in a poll by four points. That's breaking news. Welcome to the show. Great to be on. How about that? Ron Johnson has been in the U S Senate for over 10 years. I'm just a little old County executive from Adegany County in Wisconsin, and I'm beating him by four points. That is Thank amazing. Wow. Love it. <laughs> I mean, look at you. I feel so, great about it. I, you should feel great about that. That is a uh, a big feat. And um, I mean, I, I would. Uh, you must be like a, a, over the moon about that, right? Well, here this is. So when I ran for lieutenant governor, Tom Barrett, who was running for governor, I was lieutenant governor. And he's now the mayor of Milwaukee, still the mayor of Milwaukee. He had told me that when you campaign, it's careful not to ride the highs or suffer the lows, but just try to, you know, just kind of keep an even keel. And so I think it's especially important since this will have been a 24-month campaign. So, no, it's great news. We're really excited. All the work that we have done the last five, almost five and a half months has really paid off, at least at this point now. This is one milestone, but we've got a long ways to go. Absolutely. You guys, and we're behind you on this campaign. We want you guys to go all the way. So we want to make that, uh, we, we try not to be biased here, but we are. So the cat's out of the bag. Um, before we talk about the policy questions, (laughs) I mean, the Fox news, everybody knows their perspective. So why should we try to hide ours? Right. (laughs) At least we're honest about it. Yeah, I agree. At least you're honest about that's what counts. That's right. Before we uh, get into some of these policy questions, because there's a lot to talk about there, um, we like to get to know our, our our candidate guests on a personal level a little bit. Um, Jason, you had a question, right? Was that? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, that was my question. Yeah. I, I'm just wondering, I'm just curious if you think that Spotted Cow is the best beer ever made. I think I'm more partial. I was partial to Lightning Kugels, uh, but we've got a really, really, really good brewery here called Stone Cellars based in Appleton, and that is far and away the best. I would say there is a close second, uh, a close second with Central Waters. Um, but let me kind of reverse that now because uh, Deb Carey from New Glarus um, uh, supporting me has supported me in the past um, and has chipped in here and there. So I should kind of back that up about 15 seconds. I love New Glarus. I love Spotted Cow. And we are <laughs> blessed here in Wisconsin to have any number of brewers, um, not just the professional sports team, though, but it's something that we all take a lot of pride in. So a lot of good, a lot of, a lot, a lot of good uh, brewers all around the state. It's great. Absolutely. And to follow up to that, I, I have a follow up. Do you own a truck bicycle? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> what? Okay, I guess I should have. I'm look. I look. What do we say? We start at the top of the hour, bottom of the hour. Honest. Let's just be honest. I actually do not. <laughs> well, thank you for being honest. <laughs> What I'll do is I'll go and buy one. So next time I have a question like this, I can be I I can be honest and I can be correct and answer. <laughs> don't don't buy one just to be cool. It's okay. I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> and you probably can't buy one anyway right now. I'm just wondering because Trek is based in Wisconsin as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a great Wisconsin company. I think if you can you know count on one hand the number of established Wisconsin brands, Trek is easily in the top five. You got the Packers. You've got Harley, you've got Johnsonville Blots, and you have Trek Bicycle. That's, That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, so this this other question, who wrote that? Was that was that Katie? That was me as well. Okay, Jason, go for it. You're all, you're all on it. Yeah, what was this other one? Yeah, 
Well, I just want to get to know you more. Um, what was the last TV show that you binge watched? My wife and I are watching um, called The Split. Hmm. Called The Split. And it's actually, it's kind of, I mean, I wonder if we should really be watching this husband and wife because it, the premise is a law firm in London of family slash divorce lawyers. But, you know, we've been, I shouldn't say we're, 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 we're binge watching because when you're running a U.S. Senate race and you're running a county, binge watching means you sit down and watch it for 10 hours. We usually watch it for like about 15 minutes at a time just because at the end of the day, we probably have just 15 minutes left in us before we just crash and fall asleep. Mm. So that's the last one, but there's, a, you know, there's a number of good ones too. Um, you know, I, Netflix is always good. I've got some really good ones. It seems like, uh, well, you know, making a murderer that, you know, I haven't watched that in a couple of years though, but that was a really good one. Speaking of Wisconsin. Mm. Yeah. There was a, there was a second mm. season to that making murder. Right. I, I, I tried to watch it. I didn't watch that. I didn't. Watch yeah. It. Nobody did. Nobody did. Unfortunately, it's hard to watch that. Um, but oh, all right, well, let's, uh, let's talk about some actual business, I suppose, I guess, because that's why you're here. You're not here to talk about Netflix. Um, so you recently put up a, I'm on your time, <laughs> whatever you guys want to talk about, you ask the questions, I'll give the answers. Oh, fair enough. It's well, kind of like radio shack. Remember that 20 years ago, you have questions. We have answers. Yes. Child of the eighties. Yeah. That was commercial radio. Shack. You've got questions. We got answers. <laughs> right. And do we yeah. still have Radio Shack? No, <laughs> they're all out of business. They're all gone. I think, um, yeah, they went the way of Blockbuster. No longer with us, but such a, a major part of our lives for a long time. Um, so you, you put up this Speaking billboard. watching new documentary. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I, was, I was just going to speaking of, yeah, yeah. Speaking of binge watching documentaries, I'm not sure. I think it's on, it might be on Hulu, that there is a documentary on the rise and fall of Blockbuster. Or, you know, it's one of yes. those things where I kind of started watching the preview, and then my wife says, "No, let's go back to watching the split." And I'm like, "Okay, we got 50 more minutes to go. Okay, fine, we'll watch the split." But I did see it like just a split. I mean, I watched that blockbuster documentary uh, before I fell asleep a few nights ago, and uh, it honestly put me to sleep. So, if you want something to put you to bed. I would recommend like ancient aliens. It wasn't bad though. I mean, I'm not saying it was bad. It was just kind of silly. It was just kind of silly. Um, there, there, there was another one where I, where I just kind of caught it like halfway through, and you know, it, it was Bill Gates and Warren Buffett in a candy store. And it's not an opening line to a joke, but I just saw this like, what's going on here? They were no, really. I, I mean, it was a candy shop. You have Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. So if there's any listeners out there or viewers, how we're, we're doing that, know what I'm talking about. Call in, let us know because it's kind of bugging me right now. One triple eight ninety nine Adobe, if you know that. One eight 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 nine nine four three six two four. Um, so let's talk about your. Uh, let's talk. About, so you put up this billboard that I thought was like really punk rock and pretty cool, and it really pissed off Ron Johnson. And he like uh, he even went on a couple of talk AM talk shows and and uh, expressed his dismay over this billboard. Uh, what did it say, and how did you get the idea for this billboard? Well, we've had three billboards now. The most recent one said, um, and this is one that he really got ang angry about, is uh, there is, let's say, there's no place for racism in Wisconsin. And, of course, it was a response to the comments he had made previously to that. And so there was... There was a Milwaukee Journal business reporter who took video of a speech that Ron Johnson was giving, I think it was like two weeks ago. And he said, you know, um, every time I go on the on and off ramp, um, I see this billboard. I just kind of paused there because we spent a lot of time trying to figure out, you know, what exit he goes on and off the most so that he can see this billboard. And it turned out that it worked out because he said as much during this during this meeting. And he said, you know, this billboard is calling me a racist. And he pauses and like the crowd's like, you know, grumble, grumble. And then he says, thank you, Tom Nelson. 
So I guess I have a couple of rental units in his head or something. I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised by that too. I mean, it takes a billboard to get the attention of a U.S. senator. So we followed that answer. But before that, we had two other hmm. uh, billboards. We got a really, really good response on. And it's just one way. I mean, this is an upstart campaign. I'm just a little county executive, a little pastor's kid from Adegany County. We don't have millions and millions like Ron Johnson. I mean, the guy's worth a lot of money. I'm not the son-in-law of a billionaire. Um, so you got to kind of think of those creative ideas to build your brand, to get the message out. And one of the reasons why I got into this race as early as I did, October 26th, so we just passed our five-month anniversary three days ago, who's counting. But I thought it was important that we give no quarter, that we give not one more day, one more week, or one more month for Ron Johnson without holding him accountable. So that was a week before the 2020 election. And sure enough, you then had the hearings where he, um, um, during the Homeland Security, where he was pushing out this, uh, this, uh, you know, um, these COVID vaccines that were not, it was just a bunch of, um, um, you know, fake vaccines. You had challenging and questioning the results of the election, which of course led to the insurrection January 6th. And we weren't really prepared or expecting that Ron Johnson would go so far, far far to undermine the fight against COVID, to continue to question, undermine the results of a free and fair election that ginned up this group that led to the insurrection on the Capitol. And then things have just tumbled from there and gotten worse and worse. And, well, as far as that know, goes, what do you think should the, what should the uh, consequence for Ron Johnson and others like Ted Cruz be for participating in this insurrection from the inside? I mean, the Journal Sentinel called it um, shortly after we called on Ron Johnson to resign. I called, like, I think it was the insurrection happened early, early afternoon. And by four o'clock, I said, that's it. This fellow's got to resign. So we've pushed for resigning. We've pushed for some sort of action that the U.S. Senate can take to get rid of them. I think what this is going to come down to, I think this is going to come down to a good old fashioned beat him um, on, on a, you know, take him on this election and, you know. But what about you know, criminal charges? Don't you think what happened was criminal? Because uh, in many eyes of Americans, what went down on that day was uh, a form of uh, treason and um, insurrection mm -hmm. and sedation. All those things are, um, I mean, the, the highest crimes you could have in this country. Why do you think that those types of charges are so uh, uh, aren't, aren't being brought up enough or the ideas of those charges aren't being brought up enough? That's a good question. And I think one thing that we've seen though, is it's just one thing after another that he is saying to the point that you forget what he did and said two or three weeks ago. I mean, you know, Ron Johnson has picked up, you know, Donald Trump's shoes and doing exactly what Donald Trump had been doing for five years and so the difficulty i have is just keeping up with this guy but you look at what happened on january 6th completely unprecedented in modern history and we know what happened this is something you know people said well you know is this still going to be an issue in the 22 election of course it's going to be an issue in the 22 election it's going to be an issue in the 24 election the 26 election this is going to take a really big chapter in American history, you'll never, they will never forget what happened on January 6th. So it is a little, it's a little surprising and perhaps a little disheartening that we aren't dealing, you know, with this issue as I think, as I, as, as I think we should. And that's another reason why you need to have a strong campaign that is holding him accountable. Well, that's a good question. I mean, where should we go from this point? If we haven't acted on it yet, when are people going to act on it? When are we actually going to do something about it? I mean, don't you think if, if we're just uh, really cavalier about this and we say, oh, you know, we'll just elect this guy out. Are we inviting other people to do it, do this sort of thing again? I think that's kind of one of those big arguments out there is if the consequence isn't strong enough, what's to stop others from trying again? That's exactly right. And I think that we need to have, you know, very, you know, you know 
you know, whether it's just giving these guys a shellacking in their reelection or pushing them to resign, you know, they're, you know, it's just frustrating. And that's the big thing is not just, you know, what kind of consequences should they, you know, should they, you know, should they take for what they did though, but what is the kind of message that this is going to send for the next election? You know, you see what's going on with, with, with uh, Georgia. I mean, this is starting all over again. I mean, here you are only two or three months after January 6th, and we still have people that are just beginning to push these changes in election law to disenfranchise more and more people. So you're, so you're messing with this, you know, you're changing the law and you are creating the basis for people to challenge the results of the next election. And we could be just right back where we were before. Um, yeah, well, I, that, that's a very uh, real possibility that's going to happen. But uh, let's let's switch gears a little bit here. So you wrote a book on unions and uh, or a union in particular. Um, and uh, right now, Amazon is under a lot of fire because of the way that they treat their employees. One Amazon driver said in a recent report, quote, every single day on my shift, I have to use the restroom in a bottle to finish my route on time. This is so common that you'll often find bottles from other drivers located under seats in the vans. Oh my uh, god. So how do we get these companies, especially Amazon that of course is helmed by the richest man in the world and of course the Waltons of Walmart, how do we get these companies to pay their employees a fair and thriving wage? We need to completely overhaul labor law. I was doing this interview earlier and we have not seen significant major pro-union labor reform for almost 80 years. The last time we had a significant change was giving workers the ability to collectively bargain. And that happened back during the Great Depression. So it's been a long time that we've had any type of update. And obviously, you know, work is a lot different today than it was during the Great Depression. So our labor laws are completely outdated. We've not really had an opportunity to do anything about that because we've either had uh, divided government or in the instance 12 years ago, for whatever reason, it just didn't really get on someone's radar. But we know that improving labor law, get, you know, giving the opportunity for people to organize, all workers to organize, is not just, is not just the, you know, you know is just not... Not only is the path to to uh, make sure that you have decent uh, working conditions, but that you know you're able to you know build up an entire you know workforce. You know that's the story of how the middle class was built here in the Fox Valley through good paying union paper jobs. If it had not been for that line of work, if it had not been for a robust labor movement, I don't think that we would have the middle class that we have here today. And that story, that story can happen for Amazon drivers, but we have to have a change in law. It is long past time that we've had some, we have a couple of good champions in the U.S. Senate. You have people like Sherrod Brown. We need more people like Sherrod Brown that will look at these economic issues, that will look at all issues through the lens of organized labor. You know, you know, you know whether it's healthcare, whether it's a Green New Deal, you know, you're not just talking about one set of issues. You're talking about a lot of things that affect all walks of life. And I mean, you're, I think until we have that, right? Go ahead. I'm sorry. What you're what you're saying, though. I mean, you're sort of preaching to the choir here, of course. So, I mean, uh, my question to you would be beyond preaching to the choir because we all agree on all of this, these uh, these statements. Is as somebody running for office. How do you convince someone on the right that these ideas are things that will benefit them? Because we've seen time and time again uh, people voting against their best interests. So what is your approach when talking to these folks? Well, I think what it comes down to, you know, you know regardless of whether you're a Democrat or Republican voter, independent voter, we all want the same thing. We want to have uh, good jobs. We want to have a safe we want to have safe communities. We want to all have access to good health insurance. And so I think if you talk on those overall goals, I think you can build a coalition of support. And we know that accomplishing those objectives, 
the path, the sure and the sure way to do that is through the labor movement. You know, how we have addressed issues of inequality, how we've addressed issues of having fair trade laws, not these bad trade law, uh, trade deals that ship jobs overseas that have male manufacturing states like Wisconsin, but using labor as a way to improve all of these issues. And I think, I mean, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, but I think one, maybe Democrats have not good, have, have not done a good job of communicating that. But even before talking about those issues, we really haven't, you know, you know, we haven't really given folks a reason to vote. I mean, we need to come off with specific concrete objectives. And then we also have to show results. We have to accomplish these things. A really good example is the ACA. A lot of people lost, you know, re-election in, in 2010, but it took four or five or six years for people, you know, to have a broad consensus recognizing this was important. This is important, though, because millions of Americans had access to health insurance where they did not have health insurance to begin with. So the thing about that is you is it's going to take time, unfortunately, more than just one election cycle to accomplish these uh, uh, to accomplish these objectives. Well, we wish you the best of luck in all of that. And I know that your campaign is, uh, you know, in its uh, early stages and we'll be keeping an eye on everything you're doing. We hope to have you back again, especially as we get closer to the election. And um, um, any final questions from Jason or Katie? Do you guys have anything that you wanted to bring up before we wrap it up here with uh, Tom Nelson? I don't have questions, but I just I would love to have you back on the show in the next few months just to check in see how you're doing and see how you're progressing because we're watching this race. Yeah. Keep up the good work. Yes. And of course um, you can keep up with everything that Tom Nelson is doing. Uh, You can find him on uh, his Twitter account and uh, what is, do you want to plug? Go ahead and plug your website too. Yeah. It's Nelson4WI. So it's a website, Nelson4WI.com. And then the handle for Twitter and Facebook is the same, Nelson4WI. And then for those folks interested in my book, it's OneDayStrongerBook.com, OneDayStrongerBook.com. And by the way, for the last thing, two and a half weeks, we've been in the top 10 for new releases in its category, labor policy on, wait for it, wait for it, Amazon.com. So there you go. The irony of my, my book is in the top 10 for labor policy for new releases on Amazon. Oh, wow. Okay. The, 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 dog, the dog is like the irony. The irony. That, That's what he's saying. Is that like, yeah. Is that like can sound or, or is that real? Is that a real dog? That's a real dog. You know, cause That's we're all, our dog room. You know, since the pandemic, wow. we're all from home. Just like in timing, politics, everything's about timing. Oh, all right. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate your time and good luck with everything. And we hope to talk to you again very soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Take care. Appreciate it. There's uh, Mr. Tom Nelson. And of course, uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, there goes the dog. The dog is going crazy. Okay, we'll be right back here on its news to us. Uh, this program that we're using to do the live stream is like so weird. I don't know how to work it exactly. So, but anyways, that's not even you're nailing it. You got it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but uh, it's more important that I I work the radio live stream because that's where hundreds of thousands of people are listening. So, yes, exactly. Um, We lost our viewers. We'll be right back. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't plug that. It's okay. It's funny. I mean, it's new. So why not? We got to build it up. All right. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. It's news to us. Okay. We're back on AW radio live. Uh, special thanks to our guest, Tom Nelson. Follow him on all the social media. And as that 2022, um, you know, race heats up, we'll have more candidates on. I'm sure. That's what we do here. Before we we'll bring it, yeah, yeah, we'll have to bring him back to check in as he progresses through the campaign. Um, before we wrap it up, have you guys ever noticed that old people smell funny? Are you saying that you smell funny now? <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, I'm getting old, so I must start to smell funny. They say that uh, people when they turn forty, I'm not there yet, but I'll get there eventually, probably faster <laughs> than I know. 
Uh, people who turn 40 and above, they start to emit this uh, this Shut chemical. Up. 40? Yeah. Called, chemical what? It's called 2 none and this is science and don't 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 say don't don't ever say fake this is not fake nothing on the show is fake fake and it's news to us don't go together nothing on the show is fake except for that laugh now um but yeah so there's like this uh yeah this thing that this uh scent that emits from people as they get older can you take a supplement to combat that well what you can do is you can uh Get a good night's sleep, exercise, and drink lots of water. Otherwise, you're going to smell like an old person. Mm. Fuck. Thanks. <laughs> you know, this is funny. <laughs> uh, the other day, our daughter yeah. came up to me, and she's like, you're getting old. I'm like, what? And she's like, you have gray on both sides of your face now. <laughs> oh, You're getting old. And, I, and then I looked in the mirror today, and sure as shit, I have gray on both sides of my face. Do you? Yeah. On the Don't. beard? It's like really thick. Nah, it's starting to really thicken up. It's going to go through the beard, I think, first, then the top of the head. I'm going to be a silver fox in like 10 years. Well, you know, whatever. It happens to yeah, everybody. Cool. I'd rather have my hair than not, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have a little bit of hair. I have enough to like be passable, and that's all you need. Yeah. Come over. <laughs> I'll, pull the, I'll pull the Trump. No, you won't. Right. I will pull the Trump. No, but you, have, you, you also have to wear a diaper if you're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and snort Adderall, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. I'm sure he has better drugs than Adderall. <clears throat> no, I'll be like uh, Bill Murray's character in Kingpin. What was his name? We all remember that. And he's got the come over that's like sticking straight up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to be that. I'm going to be Bill Murray. No. Yes, yeah, from Kingpin. I want to watch Kingpin. No. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna watch Kingpin on my own vacation. I'm gonna that. do that. Uh, you're going on vacation, by the way, Jason and Katie. Going on vacation. Uh, good luck yes. to you. Have a great vacation. Thank you. And uh, Palm Springs is where you're going, right? Why would we tell people this? Fuck yeah, <laughs> because maybe Don't some listeners want to like get your autograph when you're at the Palm Springs yeah. Kroger chain. No, it's Palm Beach, Eddie. Palm Beach. Palm Beach. We're going to Florida. You think yeah. like Low Rida. You think actually somebody's going to try to follow you. We're going to spring break. We're going to spring break. <laughs> yeah, they're going to spring break. Enjoy your spring break. Keep your top on, Jason, and uh, enjoy that. We'll be back <laughs> next time. Thanks again, Tom Nelson. This news to us. Appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. Thank you so much, Tim Apple, for this show.